And thank you so much for joining this episode of the Lux Ops Here podcast. I am your host, Scott Bowser. We've been having a lot of fun here, and this gravy train continues where I have Emmy Award-winning writer Nick Rutherford on, who's written for SNL, Rick, just one for Rick and Morty. Um, you can see his show Dream Corp LLC on Adult Swim, and he's done a bunch of other cool stuff, going back to his old work with uh, the Good Neighbor Sketch Group. Uh, one of my old friends in comedy, too, on, in addition to all that, and we have a great time. This, Honestly, no offense to everybody else, but I think this one might be, to me, the funniest episode we've done so far, just because... It gets pretty absurd at points. So uh, please hit. make sure you uh, are subscribing to the show and whatever you're listening to, uh, hit subscribe and uh, leave a little uh, five-star rating and uh, le- drop a little drop a line on the reviews. Even if you've already done it, do it again. They love it when, like, advertisers and shit love it when uh, people are engaged with the show, as my friend Colby Dant would say on the college experience. So, yeah, you guys do all that. Um and I would really fucking appreciate it. So uh, here is Nick Rutherford. <laughs> I am here with my pal, Nick Rutherford. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm a fucking day trader now. Are you? Have you yeah. gotten caught in the GameStop, uh, um, like Nokia, AMC? Uh, caught? It's more like I've been freed by it. Oh, I love this. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I got it. I'm in Dogecoin now. <laughs> oh, you're in the Doge scene? I was going to yeah. download Binance tonight, actually, so I can get in on that a little bit. I figure I, like 50 bucks isn't going to make or break me on that. And... 50 bucks will get you like a thousand Dogecoins. <laughs> and they're worth um absolutely nothing. So nothing. that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty good deal to spend 50 bucks. For. I do that with sports gambling quite a bit. So, I mean, I might as well like have something that might do something way down. It, to me, it's like a good sports futures bet or sometimes mm, I, I'll put, you know, I'll bet like, Oh, I think the Celtics are going to win the Eastern conference this year and I'll bet it way early in the season. Or something. Yeah. That's see, that's smart. I don't know anything about, sports at all or or but i what i do know is nothing about stocks so i chose to <laughs> throw my money into those i don't either i actually read a book uh last summer called uh a random trip down wall street by makiel burton it's a good book i recommend anybody that wants to kind of learn about this kind of shit read it because what basically his thesis is a chimpanzee throwing darts at a board can pick socks as well as the highest rated investors on wall street. Yeah. So. I mean, you hope, you hope that's not true. And, um, you know, probably not a book that I want to read now, but, <laughs> but it turns out if you get a, a million monkeys throwing darts at one board, uh, then you get a crash. You, they can write wall street. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get a, you get to like put hedge funds on their knees as we all buy a completely yeah. irrelevant stock and screw them over. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun to do. I, I actually got in on Nokia and I got in on a AMC. So I am a part of the stick it to the fun movement as much as I can. Yeah, I got I only was allowed to buy one share on AMC because Robin Hood. The I got 2.02. So. Yeah, because their app sucks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, well, I, you know, what, what's funny is uh, th- th- we're talking New York talk. Hey, and you've lived in New York, but. I live out here in Vegas, and I got some local news. Oh, you us. live by New York, New York. I do live, but I, I don't live, like, that close to New York, New York. But, yeah, 
I do. You're live, closer uh, to Circus Circus than New York, New York. You know what? There's a Statue of Liberty like shopping center with a fake Statue of Liberty on Charleston Boulevard. That's actually closer. That's a closer Statue of Liberty to me than the one at New York, New York. Well, that that <laughs> that Statue of Liberty is New York, New York, New York, right? No, I think it's on it's Sahara. Good. Actually, it's New York, New York, New York shopping center. Yeah, it's, it's a like, satellite. There's like some pawn shops, and I really want to do a deep dive on Vegas pawn shops because I feel like there's there's something in it out here where there's a truly depraved sense of people selling like really new baby stuff. Or you know, like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't understand pawn shops at all. To be honest, you buy something, I I don't understand them. How do they make their money? Because nobody shops at a pawn shop. No, no. So yeah, but like they make their money by loaning. Okay, so everything you see in a pawn shop, someone put up for pawning or whatever. Right. And usually it's like a 30-day contract, let's say. Right. It's like, take my guitar, give me yeah, 200 bucks now. Yeah, you hold on to it. You give me 200 bucks now, you hold on to it. I'll give you 250 bucks in a month. Yeah. But so when they're selling things, when there's like guitars in the windows with crazy prices, that means that guy defaulted, the owner the said, fuck it. The, the whatever, yeah. the, yeah. So they're just loan sharks. Pretty much. But how it's do a, they... It's legal loan sharking. That, like, that, between them and, uh, like, check cashing places, it's legal legal loan sharking. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anyway, I know this isn't the loan shark or pawn shop podcast, so... No, it kind of is in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let me correct you. I yeah, actually, uh... actually, you know, we haven't really delved too much into the loan shark territory in here, but... I feel like there's a whole new wave of Bitcoin loan sharks that are about to hit the scene. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think they already all are. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. But yeah, uh, no. So, uh, so I on the way home from work today, I saw a cop um, giving a public bus a ticket, and like, like, Uh like full like a bus. It was two cop cars with the bus pulled over, and they were like giving the bus a ticket and I was with like my carpool buddy from work, my buddy Kyle, Kyle Harris, shout out, follow him on Twitter, man. He's great. Kyle guy. Harris at Kyle. Nazi it's uh, like K Z I 45. I forget what it is, but like, yeah, I follow him. You can find him on my list. Like if you, you know, you want to get in on Kyle's action. Wait, but, his, uh, his handle is not at Kyle Nazi lover. No, it's not. Okay. He's, I'm thinking of somebody else then. Yeah. It's a different Kyle. He's definitely not Kyle. It's <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to because I didn't know that listeners would be confused. So I just well, because to... yeah, no, Kyle Nazi lover is also a friend of mine, and so right, yeah. Well, like, not a friend of mine. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes just because someone made a bad handle choice doesn't mean they should be tarred and feathered for life, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those handles are for life. But so I remember, okay, when I lived in LA and took the bus all the time. uh I, I was on a bus one time that got pulled over by the cops so they can get a suspect off. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that and was wait, cool. were you, if, ah, this, I don't want to get, did you, well, when they it. came on, did you know who the suspect was? But you're like, it's obviously no that idea. guy. No idea. It was okay. like, I, honestly, I was in the back of my headphones on staring at my phone. So when I realized what was going on and why we were stopped before a stop and we were sitting there so long, by the time I had put it all together, they had gotten the guy off, and, and he was he was like in the car, squad car. But it was a, you know it was a 
That's Scott. Always got his finger on the pulse of what's happening around him. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing gets by him. Nothing gets by me, man. I'm a nothing gets by Scott Bowser observational. Yeah. Uh, sometimes observational comic Scott Bowser. Uh, very semi-observational. Uh, I just realized I did not hit record on my thing, or did I? I think I did. Oh, it says recording on the on your Zoom audio. Yeah, I'm recording on my Zoom, so we got this. We got this on the audio. Like we're fine. But now you're and, changing. It. <laughs> but like well, no, on my on my little recorder, like my time clicker is not working, so I'm wondering. But it says it's recording, so who fucking knows? Like I got the empty folder. I, right. I you got yeah. if you want to test it or check it, and we can pause it and start again. I mean. I think we could probably save this based on you getting the Zoom audio and you got this audio, but I mean, if it would put your mind at ease. No, no, no. Let's just keep going. Like, like, uh, I figure, why waste the Mona Lisa while you're staring her in the face? Let's embrace her. Um, I'm wondering, you. though, did I forget my sound card? No, I didn't get that filtered. Um, nope. I did not put my sound card in on it. That's what it, it is. This is my fault because I asked to delay the start time about 25 minutes. And then in that 25 minutes, you got, you got blackout drunk. Yeah, that's part of it. But uh, honestly, here's what it is. It's my sound card and I didn't insert it properly. And that should have been, you know what? We're recording it. It's okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, cops pulling people over on a bus. Okay. This guy was actually giving the bus a ticket, though. That's the thing. That's what made this very funny. He was, like, writing the bus's license plate down. And I didn't get to see the infraction. And I'm, I think the funniest possible thing on that is the, uh, the tags were expired. I mean... It, it, if if bus drivers have to register their own fucking buses, that is uh, the, is the funniest thing. That like <laughs> I also love that like because this is kind of how I thought with like Mrs. Frizzle and like you know just like all of cartoons taught me that bus drivers like that's their bus. Yeah, like they're like ice cream men, you know. Yes. Like I hope that would be cool. I don't think it's that way, but that would be cool. And maybe you would have you know, people taking more ownership over their buses and being like, whoa, 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 keep your feet off that other seat. Yeah. Hey, That's my bus. This is fucking a registered in my name, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, got, I got a stake in this. Yeah, so no, but like the cop had like, like there was two cop cars full, and then I saw another one making a U-turn. So I don't know what was going on there. Maybe this, maybe like, and okay, here's the cool Wait, part. what if it was the, oh yeah, you go ahead. You No, you go, you go. What if, okay, what if it was somebody put a bomb on that bus and it was the opposite of speed? If that bus ever started moving, the bomb goes off. And so that was like Keanu Reeves in the future. I like to think the bus driver was selling drugs on it. I mean, that's awesome. I assumed every bus driver sold drugs. Like that's a good racket for a bus driver. Like I make a little on the side. You yeah, on, it's like, you get off put your the change stop. in the put your change in the slot and then leave. Uh, 50 yeah. over here yeah you have like a couple different like roving lieutenants that handle the actual transactions so you're never caught on tape but you know yeah like... i mean 
it's maybe not the same thing as a bus, but very similar taxi drivers in foreign countries are con- like constantly my connect to drugs when I'm in them. Yeah. You go, Hey, where do I get drugs? Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> well, it's going to be a drive. And I'm like, I don't care. I got, I clearly had enough money to get, get in your car. <laughs> yeah. Take me, take me to put, get drugs. Put that flag down and let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no. So yeah, I, but I, they had like the actual ticket, like the digital ticket book thing out. Like standing at the front of the bus, like inserting the number, like the. <laughs> I feel like you got to go. You got to do something real bad as a bus driver to get like, ticket. Right. Because if you just like do something odd, like ah, come on, you're not supposed to make a left there. The cop is like, hey, see ya. He must. You know, I was talking to Jen about this, and she was saying, "Well, I was on a bus, and I think I was on it with her, but um, where it." it like hit a fucking rear view mirror on a car like on the side parked on the side of the oh yeah it happens yeah and then so then they had to pull the bus over get everybody off and be like everybody has to hop on the next bus which, oh because now it's like insurance it's a, has to get involved a, and, yep, yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah so yeah. There's, there's that going um okay man so, vegas is crazy crazy even the bus yeah. drivers are criminals this is a good segue into the next local subject I wanted to get into. And I just found this out like an hour and a half ago or so, and I kind of drank my way into a frenzy over it. Uh, <laughs> the A cockfighting ring just got busted on the other side of town. In Vegas? Yes. Oh, man. And they, they found 300 roosters that were primed and ready for uh, cockfighting, because I guess they removed certain parts of the the foot so they can attach the razor blades so they can fight to the death with their cogs. But I, I have a, I don't have any moral object. Like I think dog fighting or deer fighting or any sort of like, like horse fighting. That's, that's gross, but I eat chicken. So, yeah, right. You know, like what they're going yeah. through in a slaughterhouse, like let's not like get high and mighty. At least let's get some gambling action off some of our food. And I, feel like we can't really do that like bullfighting is as much as you get that with uh cows right yeah i don't know i'm a little torn because i also eat chicken but um yeah i don't i you know i i, I they got 200 chickens there they're not all manny pacquiao's being treated 100 percent the best they possibly could you know this seems like it's more <laughs> there, quantity over quality the manny pacquiao of the group though Maybe there's there's like 199 other like little ponds. And- oh, there's like five like pretty good middleweights at the top. Yeah, and, then- and they like all kind of work at the same gym. And like sometimes <laughs> Manny comes in, sometimes Chicky comes in, and like we'll bat around a couple of razor blades with them. But like uh, you know, it's just nice to be in the presence of a master. But I I I don't know. I think making animals fight each other, especially when they kind of want to fight each other naturally, is like just let them fight each other naturally. So. But roosters yeah, I, I will fight each other naturally. You, that's why, like most hen houses, I think have like one rooster. Because if you put two roosters yeah. in the same room, you're gonna have a cockfight. No, fight. no, I'm I'm cool with two roosters naturally being like, you know, cluck cluck. Another rooster being like cluck cluck. Like I, you heard me, cluck cluck. And then them going at it with their normal natural <laughs> claws. But like when you're modifying their legs to make yeah, it I don't like to razor blades. It's like yeah. why not just let them fight? If they're gonna fight, let them fight. And if you want to put bets on it, that's fine. Put bets on it. But like now we're building super I, roosters. If anybody's interested in watching cockfights, the, there's Filipino cockfights live on 
YouTube. Not saying I've gotten into that, but those are definitely out there. Well, you don't have to say it, but have you ever bet on a cockfight? No. Okay. Right. No, I never have. Uh, I will. I can. I. I will like say that and like put me on the polygraph on that one. Now, if you ask me, follow up. Like, have you ever wanted to operate a cockfighting ring? Right. Um, I can't. Yeah, well, it seems like that you're, you're most bummed out that this thing got broken up because it's in your neighborhood and you haven't gone yet. It's not actually in my neighborhood. It's on the other side of town. So it's like, okay. yeah, it would have been kind of a pain in the ass to get to. But honestly, it would have been worth it to go at least once. Like, you know, just to have the experience, like Hunter S. Thompson cell, I guess, you know. Right, like, right. Yeah, I want to no, be able to get the depths of the city. Speaking of the depths of the city, it snowed here the other day, by the Tuesday morning. That's Woke amazing. up snow, like, all over the rooftops of my condo complex. And like there was snow on the, I have a tree out in front of my patio, and like the snow all over the tree, and then like scattered across like the air, like the parking lot and stuff. And like weird, the weirdest thing about seeing snow in Vegas, like it happens like I guess every couple of years. It didn't happen here last winter, but I got a good hailstorm once that I thought was going to break the windows. But uh, yeah. <laughs> like there, no, uh, like seeing snow-covered palm trees is such a weird sight. And yeah, heavy, it's heavy. cool, right? Yeah, it's fucking well, dope, dude. Yeah, like it, you know, it's like, um, oh in, no! In the in complex the tree, of, the, where where I live, it's all like like alpine, like pine trees. Which, yeah, you see snow on that all the time. All the but time. then palm trees, and so when you saw, I saw the snow covered palm trees. Like it was the weirdest. Like I don't know, it was a surreal moment. Um, it's like a Corona commercial ad. It really was, dude. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. You should be yeah. in advertising, <laughs> dude. Speaking of advertising, I kind—I've been working on a, a like a Don Draper impression. Can I? Is it cool if I kind of? I would love to. I would love to see it. Nick. Nick. Yeah, I'm right here. What, yeah, hey, hey, what Don. Corona drinkers want. They want snow-covered palm trees. Absolutely. While they yeah. look at a woman's thong strapped up her ass. Okay, well, hey, Don, can we get Snoop Dogg involved at all? Snoop Dogg? I'm thinking Pitbull. <laughs> That's right. That's Don. Because <laughs> he made a terrible choice. Because uh, obviously Snoop Dogg's cooler than Pitbull. Like, why do women buy Corona for their men? Snow-covered palm trees. How do we bring that to them? Dude, I got a really, and I don't know if this is a, I, can I tell like a cool um, Don Draper story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, this is when I, you know, I was writing on SNL for one year. Yeah. Uh, the previous year, all my buddies gotten hired um, and, and, and I wasn't hired and it was devastating, but I, I got my chance the next year. And so we're at an after party and Don Draper, not Don, John Hamm, was I, I think he just yeah don yeah, ham don ham that's Hamm. a great fake name but if you're ever gonna check into a hotel room and not want people to know it's you i don say don, don i say don raper oh yeah uh no so um john ham uh i was having a cigarette outside and he came out and had a cigarette and i was just like we struck up a conversation and i was like oh yeah no i'm a writer and he was like oh that's cool and I was like, yeah, I'm Nick Rutherford. And he was like, oh, my God, you're the good neighbor guy. He really? was like, I'm, yeah, I swear to God. He's like a comedy nerd. He was like, 
oh my god that's so fucked up what happened i'm but you're here now man that's fucking awesome like he was like dude he, he was like in on the plot line he was in on the plot line oh and my I, god I, I was just like i can't believe i'm talking to john ham and then he was like oh i know who you are oh man that was such a bummer but hey you're here now he's like a cool comedy fan he's like oh, the coolest guy ever that is super so nice cool. guy Crazy. i should try and get him on the show then absolutely let's just say like oh, hey i know nick rutherford you know nick rutherford what's the deal bro <laughs> i do want to know what context this conversation is happening between you and you and uh, john john ham me and john ham don, don Haraper. don Haraper, like me oh man me and we would have a we would have a field day with each other just talking about no 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 i know but i mean like when are you gonna have this the opportunity i don't doubt you guys would get along he's yeah. a very nice guy but i just want to know what what is this <laughs> this conversation when you're saying oh hey you know nick rutherford yeah <laughs> oh i'll just email him okay, okay, email, okay, okay, yeah. let's go to like john ham at gmail.com be like hey you know nick and yeah that's like, probably it Whoever gets me a bag, they're on the show. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. I would also flip it, ham.john at at Gmail, you know, cover all your bases. Oh, man, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that. Move the dot in and out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Move the dot wherever you want it. (laughs) Speaking of that, I've gotten a lot of Venmo requests from strangers for money now. Really? Yeah, I have. This became a thing like in the past month. People are like, is it, request 50 bucks and they say, Nick, it's my birthday. Is it since your Emmy win? <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Somebody got <laughs> keen to like that you could probably just find my name on Venmo. And uh, and then not, just ask for money. There's multiple people. It's like three people. You should just send them like a penny. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. And like, it's not a bad idea. I mean, honestly, I thought. I was a little bit drunk, but I thought for one of them I would just do it. Yeah, He'd just like, oh my god, yeah. like, oh, right, fifty bucks. No, but see, here's this thing that then that goes viral that you're sending money up. But if you send everybody a penny, yeah, then, then it's just like, well, it's a wait, it's a waste of time. Like, I mean, I'll send do him, it. I'll send them a dollar. I'll okay, a dollar. See, I, mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you can send a penny, but also like that sending a penny seems like the GameStop equivalent of. <laughs> of uh, venmo like if we all just make free penny transactions venmo will have to fold because they're like our overhead is too much we can't get any <laughs> yeah we can't like we, yeah we can't get anything from this dude do you remember like uh 20 years ago or so i don't know 15 20 years ago where they, they try to do that hollywood celebrity exchange where like like fans could buy stock in their favorite movie stars and like how their next movies are going to do at the box, like kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, but wasn't this totally? I do remember this because I was kind of into it. But wasn't it totally gamified? I mean, there was no real stakes. Yeah, there's nothing. Like you signed up and you got like a million Hollywood bucks. Yeah, yeah, you, got, like, you yeah, would yeah, like, you, yeah, you, you got, would bid. The stocks yeah. were actors yeah. and how their movies did, and movies and how the movies did, and and you know directors and producers, etc. Yeah, because yeah, like, and how do you the, even judge that? Because the greatest movie of all time, as we all know is a point break and like it's, it hasn't won a lot of Oscars. It wasn't the best at the box office, but yeah, well, I mean, you're, I don't know. Rocky that, three might be better. I'm, th- I'm thinking a movie's better than the point break now. And Rocky market, three is definitely better. But in that market, you're hoping for what they call a point break market, which is like a growing market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, and like, 
what you don't want is um now i'm trying to think of like <laughs> like you know a bad an actor who keeps tanking things what's like a series of movies that just did really terrible oh, uh, yeah. um, hopefully it has something to do with a bear you know what you don't want is a uh chris rock yogi the bear top market. five where he was hammy the bear do you ever see top five the chris rock movie Oh yeah, I did see top five. Where he was famous for playing the character Hammy the Bear in action comedy action movies, where it's just yeah, that might Chris be Rock a... in a bear costume. Yeah, oh yeah, that might be a deep cut. I think I'm going to go with Yogi Yogi the Bear the movie market. Yogi the Bear, Yogi the Bear the movie oh. market. Okay, uh, I had this conversation with a coworker today, and this is a great way to bring this up. Uh, Grizzly Adams, you familiar with that old tale? You know, Grizzly Adams, the dude that lived with the bear, bear Ben, gentle Ben. You know, I don't know, but I used to work with an older woman who every time I would grow my beard out, even you can see me, my beard is not yeah, that grown be- out. But even when I was like this, she would be like, oh, Grizzly Adams is here. Like, <laughs> Come on. I just didn't shave. Well, Grizzly Adams is an outdoorsman who lives with a bear. It's an old like 70s show. It used to be on like re- Nick at Night reruns, but like in the afternoon when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, but like, dude, like I'm starting to think that like maybe the bear wasn't the pet of the guy and they were just like roommates. Oh, okay. Well, what about this? What if he was the pet of the bear? See, that's what my coworker said to me, actually. Yeah, it's like your co your coworker is very smart. <laughs> yeah, that's my buddy Kyle. That's Kyle Harris. <laughs> oh yeah, I like Kyle shout out to Kyle Harris, you know. Like uh no, yeah, like uh no, but like it's a, like because like I don't I don't think a man can just make a bear a pet. I don't care how no. big and bearded he is. Like not even yeah, and especially legally. Yeah, and like and also Nick I got a beard trimmer for Christmas. So I don't know if you see what I got going on here, but I'm growing my hair out kind of long with some yeah. sideburns and like uh, the, 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 like the Van Dyke goatee kind of. Combo. Yeah. You got a real Sebastian Gorka look right now. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I definitely <laughs> look like I could be on Fox business. Like talking yeah, yeah. about nonsense. Dude, this is, I was talking to Lily about this. Like, remember, like, this is years ago. I was like, buddy, you're so funny. You got to just wear, like, the sharpest suits that you can afford. I was going to wear like, a suit for this interview. I was going to put one uh, on real Because quick. of that? Just because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, hey, Nick, you always told me I should wear suits. Look at me. I'm in I know, suit. I know, I know. I really want, I wish, I wish when comedy starts up again, I hope, I hope you attempt it. Yeah, also, just, she was like, Lily was like, oh, yeah, Scott, the guy who wears huge suits all the time. And I was like, wait, no, he doesn't. And I was like, oh, yeah, he did wear a really big suit to Sean's wedding. Yeah, I wore like that double-breasted. Like, yeah, 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 thing. double-breasted. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wore like the, the if, you've, if you're familiar with Sopranos, it was like the Johnny Sack look. It was just like oh, the which... cream-colored uh, double-breasted suit with like a brown shirt and a really loud tie. It was sharp. <laughs> like, it was a sharp look. But it is like the boxiest suit. Like it's like old school style, like yeah. Brooklyn in the eighties style. It's good. Yeah, it's good. You know, like I got a lot of compliments on that because no one was rocking the John Gotti look at that thing. No, why would they? Yeah. Why would they? No, only if By special the way, few can. Did you see the movie Gotti? The John Travolta. No, okay. is it good? Oh, I mean, I've heard it's great. It's like. So bad, it's high art. That's what I've heard. I've heard it. Yeah, it's been on my it's been on my list for a while. 
it's on Amazon Prime. If anyone listening has it, like Oof. watch God because it's it's basically like someone trying to make an old school like badass Scorsese film, but like they uh-huh. ended up making like The Irishman, but uh, like. And it, I got that from Chapo. Like they were saying that on Chapo, but it's so true. Where it's like they were like it became. It was just like this sad like man dying of cancer. Like because John Travolta plays him from like age twenty five to age seventy five or whatever. Right. So it's it's like right like so right away. Yeah, right away it's exciting. It's just you're like oh man, I definitely believe him as a twenty eight year old right now doing this hit for the, the crime fam, like <laughs> making his way up the ranks. Like, like they definitely, and, and, and also, and <clears throat> the guy, his son in it, John Gotti Jr. They have him like the guy, same guy playing him from like age 17 to age 52. <laughs> right. Yeah, so of, it's, um, it's a bit of a mind fuck. Yeah. Like there's a lot of leaps and like, they do a good job of introducing a lot of characters you never see again. Hey, Scott, I have to pee so badly, and I'm probably going to refill this drink. Can we right. pause for a second? I'm not going to stop the recording or anything. I'll just be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah, sorry. I'll pause. Yeah. Don't pause the recording. I won't pause the recording. Uh, I'm not going to accuse Nick of doing anything bad right now. Um, like, usually when I'm in this situation, I'll like, I'll accuse the the person of going to take a pee of like doing something like I don't know like contributing to Al Qaeda or something like that. But I, I swear I'm not going to do anything like that this time. That Nick's a fun guy, and like obviously we're having a fun episode here, and like Nick definitely never contributed to Al Qaeda. Um, Nick definitely definitely was never on the Epstein flight logs. Like you don't have to worry about anything like that with Nick. Um, stand up dude all around. Like I gotta say, you know, you know, you don't run into that every run of the mill type dude every day. Like, I mean, this is like uh, one of my OG stand up buddies, you know, we go back to the, to the old days, you know, when back when, you know, you used to be able to joke about, you know, things like uh, guys jerking off in, you know, a coffin, together as a part of a secret society like i you know and i don't know like nick's a good guy like hey buddy what were you guys, hey, what were you guys I, talking about i was just saying how you're a good guy and um you've never like uh like contributed money to al-qaeda or anything like that like you're pretty cool oh yeah no i definitely have never contributed any money to al-qaeda yeah every yeah. I, I think i'm pretty sure everything i said was true like you've never you never joined skull and bones and uh no ritualistically sat in a coffin with george bush (laughs) no no i know i no i mean god can you believe i wish wish but um no let me just but i'm a down-to-earth guy normal down let me just spray you mind if i give my face a little uh evian mist spray no no, go for it man like dude thank you we're on your time buddy you're doing me a favor by coming on and talking no no i just you know i haven't seen you in a long time it's been almost like two years or whatever since i mean no it's been wild yeah it's crazy yeah it's crazy it's good to see you wait but let's go back um back to john travolta bad movies have you seen have you seen the fanatic no the fanatic is a um i think i can one-up you on this one with john travolta bad movies okay okay that's i like this but you, uh, you, you go. Fanatic is a movie written, I believe, written and definitely directed by 
uh, Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit. And I've heard about this now. Yes. Okay. It's about John. It's about John Travolta being um, uh, very clearly troubled, maybe autistic, maybe some other mental problems. <laughs> he's on the spectrum. Uh, fan. <laughs> he, yeah, he's on the spectrum, and he's like a very erratic fan of somebody. And it's basically Limp Biscuit's version of their shitty fans. And it, it's like, but oh. John John Travolta is playing like, what, what is the what is the fake movie? And it's not Simple Simon, or maybe it is Simple Simon. What's the fake movie in um, Tropic Thunder? Uh, that uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I can't remember the. But yeah. like you know, you never go full retard. That thing. Yeah. John Travolta is kind of going full retard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so yeah, yeah. So here, check it out. I, I will. The fanatic. Uh, okay, now do you remember a mid '90s John Travolta classic? Do you remember mid '90s John Travolta coming off Pulp Fiction, where they let him make anything like Battlefield Earth stuff like yeah, that, sure. or like they just absolutely let post Pulp Fiction Travolta make anything he wanted. Uh, do you remember a little film called The White Man's Burden? Oh, this already sounds like a, a film we shouldn't even be talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know it's we're it, it's a little dicey, but I we are not the ones who made the film. We're just going to discuss it right now. But it oh my take, god, I'm I googled it. Go on. Okay, it it takes place in an alternate like world where the um, African Americans were the the conquerors of the continent, and the Europeans were denigrated to in. So basically, it's like a flip reality, and Harry Belafonte plays the factory owner where John Travolta works, and John Travolta's the fed up white man who comes and takes it to the 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 like the rich plaques. And yes, dude, like it's everything you're thinking right now. I don't even like want to speak to. I don't want to have anything to do with this concept of a film like like, I, like i'm afraid if i speak i'll be attached to it one day Harrington, like, and like it was like classic like mid-90s clinton era like like quantum leap logic of like hey what if it was like this instead of it's like how about we just address the problems right now instead of flip-flopping <laughs> Yeah, it's, well, it's just like I don't even know like what 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 are the points of drama? It's like because really a movie like that should just be like, oh yeah, it's just a movie, but you color swap the different leads, and it's the same story. So this one must have some weird like, you know what I mean? Like there's no there's no way to like the only the only thing that's different is the color of people's skin. So at that point, who cares? It's like, oh, have you seen um single white female? Yeah, you have. But have you seen single black female? It's like, yeah. well, I guess so. I've seen single white female, right? What's different? I guess I'm just so woke. But that the, I don't even see color. I, I mean, and here's the thing. I, I really feel like Travolta made a deal with the devil post Look Who's Talking franchise to get Pulp Fiction. And then after Pulp Fiction, they're like, you get to do like five movies of anything you want that we're all going to question why was this ever made? And I right. feel like that that's one of them. And then I think face offs, one of them too, but face off actually rules because it's also a Nick cage movie. And so yeah, face off like, is great. Face off rules. Yeah. 
But uh, no, white man's burden is potentially. I, I feel like that's like that's just. A, and then uh, I'll give a bronze medal in this talk here to the boy in the plastic bubble. I don't know if you remember that early. Yeah, 80s. of course. Yeah. Who, who, who was that? Who was that actor? Boy in the plastic bubble. No, it, no, you're not talking about. You're talking about that one or Bubble Boy. No, no, I'm talking about. The John Travolta, the boy in the plastic bubble. Oh yeah, yes, okay, okay. I'm From thinking the, bubble like boy. The, I'm the, thinking uh, bubble boy. Late seventies, yeah, yeah. early eighties, yeah. Yeah, it was like the sincere bubble boy movie, and then <laughs> in like late nineties, maybe early two thousands, they released like the jokey bubble boy. Yeah, movie. the jokey bubble. Yeah, the Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. That's yeah, right. it's bubble boy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But that's <laughs> also like yeah, they're all problematic. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Hey, if we're going to do movies about like immune deficiency, compromised people, there's better ways to tackle this than awkward dudes and bubbles rolling around. You know, like, I mean, the crazy, crazy thing is if you look at, at as I'm doing, at pictures of the boy in the plastic bubble, it's John Travolta who looks exactly like John Travolta today. It's from 1976, yeah. so it's forty almost. Yeah, 40, it's pre Saturday Night ago. Fever, right? Yeah, it came out before Saturday Night Fever. Uh, I'm I'm not sure, but I don't know when Saturday Night Fever came out. But like, he's definitely like a, a man approaching his 30s, and he's supposed <laughs> to be like an immunodeficient teenager. <laughs> oh man, there is some good shit here. Isn't there? Uh, have you there, seen it? Uh, I I have. I remember me and, my, me and my mom watched that when I was like, I don't know, like 16, 17, something like that. Like, because like when we had H, like, there was a period like before we fully got HBO permanently, we were just taking advantage of the free weekends. And uh, yeah. um, I remember like there would be certain times where like certain movies would come on that my parents would be like, hey, this never comes on anywhere. This is like, I mean, like where Blockbuster only had a certain selection and whatnot. I couldn't right. stream it. So, you know, mom and I would be like, hey, you guys have never seen this. You got to check this one out. And, like, and my parents had good choice taste, like, like for reals. Like, so. Well, I mean, you know, that's really interesting because, like, that's what's kind of missing now. Well, I don't know if it's missing, but that's what's different now is that, you know, 12 movies come out every week and you don't know really what to watch. But when your only streaming service was Blockbuster – you would go to the physical blockbuster location. It would just be like, what movie is in their new releases? And yeah. hope to God, there's a VHS tape behind that empty box. Yeah. I, and oh, if there man. wasn't, you were like, I have to fucking watch that movie. I have to watch that movie now. Yep. You'd lose your fucking mind. You'd go up to the guys. Did anybody return bubble boy? Did anybody return bubble boy? <laughs> yeah. And you know what I would end up doing? My default was always, I'll just get strange brew again or something like that. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah like, <laughs> it's like, and so it's like there's always those movies you watch from your local Blockbuster 30 times. Like I watch every WrestleMania from Blockbuster at least 50 times because like, hey, they always those are usually available. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, you got. Oh, man, I'm just reading about Bubble Boy over here on the side. That's not a good okay, podcast okay. etiquette. Yeah, it's uh, well, what? new bubble boy knowledge are you bringing to the situation here that i feel like if you bring some if you up the andy well, some bubble boy well i don't know if i'm bringing any new information but i do find it interesting that jake gyllenhaal who was like 
for most of what we all remember is like the most serious actor ever. He's a very serious actor, right? Yeah, he played a guy that got fucked in the ass and won an Oscar for it, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, beautiful movie, uh, really great movie. Yeah, I mean, you can diminish it like that if you're um, uh, if you're Scott Bowser, but if you're the rest of us, you go, great. What a great love story about forbidden love. Modern day, I'm and still bummed about Ed Norton not winning his Oscar for American History X, so... <laughs> yeah, well, this is why you're friends with Kyle. You're, you're, uh, yeah, Kyle, mm-hmm. Nazi lover, 69, 420. Yeah, we're best friends, but I like that's, that. That's also a Kyle point. Mooney. <laughs> oh, no, they don't bring him into this. <laughs> it's not Kyle Mooney. Uh, I'll retract that statement immediately so I don't have to do it in the comments. I don't think anybody believes that Kyle Mooney is your drive home work buddy in las vegas no no kyle mooney is not oh that's kyle harris kyle harris my homie i thought we were talking about kyle nazi lover uh that you brought oh, oh i see i the see fake I see, the I fake see. kyle that we created earlier right, right, in this right. podcast yeah. yeah yeah no no he doesn't like but now okay either. the kayfabe's over kyle, kyle nazi lover is not a real person everyone i'm sorry to bring bring that to your attention uh Dude, save <clears throat> you had a good run save that reveal for the patreon episodes man you know, you gotta. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I gotta have another later. on a round table where we sit around and get hammered for like three. I that's hours. what we're doing now. Well, we're doing that for an hour now. <laughs> right, right. I see. I see. A real, a real Sunday afternoon. Um, like on the Patreon, it's crazy. We try to, we try to like create, make it like a actually getting hammered at a bar for a while, and some people come in and out. Some people leave and go. You know. Yeah, it's always All right, fun. cool. I, I'm in. I'm in. But I just, I want to know, did Jake Gyllenhaal, did he, was he like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm Donnie Darko, sure, whatever. I know I'm brooding, like super dramatic actor. But what you guys don't know is that I'm actually super funny. I'm like Jim Carrey funny. I'm like late <laughs> I'm, 90s Jim Carrey fucking I'm more funny. I'm more Robin Williams hilarious. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm physical comedian. <laughs> and like, yeah, I can brood, but like, you should see me fall. And they were like, okay, well, we got this movie, Jake, if you want this. And it's called Bubble Boy. And he was like, yeah, that'll prove it. That'll prove it. And it's a bad movie. So what if he actually is super funny, but he was just in a bad movie and he's just stuck doing. I think we should write the movie for him to make him hilarious. Want to hear my idea for a movie? I got a funny idea for a Jake Gyllenhaal movie to like make him like a hilarious dude. Okay. Okay. He's like a former, like, uh, um, it's like him and his like high school buddies. It's like. Picture Home Alone okay. meets Sleepers. So it's a bunch yeah. of Catholic schoolboys that get raped by priests. Here we go. And then they get revenge on the priests when they're adults by setting a bunch of elaborate jackass Home Alone style pranks and uh, booby traps for the priests to walk into. Okay. Yeah. So that And they save another generation of boys from going and they get them all caught and like bundled up at the end and like a fun like heartwarming story of of um you know like sodomy like and uh love and uh and there's one good priest that's the thing he's gotta have one good priest in the story like but tried to protect them but couldn't because all the other priests are bad like that's right yeah okay yeah no i can see this one you know and like, the whole point is like you watch a bunch of the whole point of the movie is a bunch of pedophiles like like literally like walking like blow torches and shit. Just like home alone. And the audience cheers because you've set it up. 
to have pedophiles get tortured on screen. And this is going to be really big with the QAnon community, bro. Like, I don't think Pizzagate world, this is going to be a big, big winner. And this is going to be one of those things that helps bridge the gap and heal the divide in this country. Okay, yeah, man. Look, I, I don't even get excited about ideas anymore. I get excited about passion. And so I'm in. How much See? do you need? Uh, I probably need like, I don't know, like 20 Dogecoin right now. Um, okay, well, let's make it 40. 40, yeah. See, I feel like that's a fair compromise, you know. Um, you're very good at negotiating. Hey, have you? Well, ever- I mean, <laughs> but Doge, Dogecoin is going Dogecoin. down. So actually, I'm shorting you with your own Dogecoin. You're going to short me on Dogecoin? That's no, cool. I would never do that. Oh, yeah. Look, I lost another 20 bucks. Look at that. Hey, uh, did you? Uh, I watched the big short last night being like, oh, I'm going to get some insight on what's going on right now. And yeah, then I sure. just kept thinking, like, it's really weird how they do all these cutaways and that's a random celebrities being like, hey, I'm Selena Gomez. Watch me play blackjack and exchange commodities real quick. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I love that element of the film. I thought that was like, I do the most too. interesting part but it's of the a, film. Also, like, when it's like, it's like some parts of it, you're like, what the fuck? Like, because it does make it more relatable. It makes it more. Re- but like that's also like part of why the country's so fucked up is like the celebrity. We would rather have a celebrity tell us stuff than like have knowledge and learn it. Like I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's like that's what our teachers face every day. How are we gonna, are, are, like, how are we gonna teach the young generation about the world? And guess what? You got to do a dab if you're a teacher. You got to <laughs> learn how to floss. You know what I mean? You got to dab and floss. Yeah. My, I, I think that's because otherwise my, these, these middle schoolers are going to be like, "Fuck off, teach." My mom got, taught fourth and fifth grade and retired. I don't know, like eight years ago now, and it's it's like funny to think. It's like, yeah, man, she was she was right on because like, like when we were younger, seventy year old middle like like middle school, junior high, like elementary school teachers, that was pretty normal. But like now, seventy year old teachers, that's not happening. <laughs> like like at that age, like woo. I know. Because what they do is they peek them out on their, like the union, like once they get to a certain level, they'll give them the golden handshake at like 25 years. Just because they don't want to like boost their pension? They don't want to have to keep, they'd rather hire a brand new person that does not, you know, like, so like 25 years, like if you got, like a teacher got out of, like, let's say they went to grad school, everything and did it all by like 26, let's say 27. Right. You're retired at 50. 52 they're like forcing you out the door i mean here's what i'll say about i don't know much about this it's hard to talk on that but i would hope that these decisions especially when it comes to education are made on based on merit and and like performance like if there's a 52 year old teacher who's phoning it in sure give them the golden handshake give them their pension get them yeah, out, get them out the person. Yeah. but like if it's an awesome like a lot of that, my teachers growing up passion, like yeah. 50s 60s yeah exactly so like I, well, I, I, was, I thought it was going that like if we so, if we keep this person on the union payroll for another ten years, we're bankrupt, and that shit sucks. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's almost not even that at this point. It's just like like they're trying to get rid of public schools for the most part. Like they want to turn everything into charter schools. So, like the best way to do that is squeeze the teachers' union as hard as possible, and like, and, dude, but hey. Doc, uh, Dr. Jill Biden is um, 
is now yeah oh yeah baby we Doc, got we got it we got a teacher in the white house that's good you know um the uh biden's new secretary of treasury go back to this robin hood scandal she accepted eight hundred ten thousand dollars from the company that owns robin hood for speaking fees unless citadel yeah so you know and then yeah yeah, yeah that's a bummer that, that kind of sucks dude you know like uh, someone like I feel like this is a good opportunity for Joe Biden. I hate to get into politics on the show, but well, it's not I feel like it's a good opportunity for Joe Biden to make a choice between hedge fund billionaires and like everybody else on the planet. Yeah, I agree with you. Like it's an easy like, hey man, you could you could, it's an easy dunk to score some points and win people over. I'm just thinking this is like a public relations move. What? Like, like the this whole Robin Hood thing with the Biden administration. I like, I think he was smart to kind of wait. Like it's like we're mo- like when he had the first like a uh, we're monitoring the situation. Hasn't really said shit about it since. That's pretty smart. Like, oh yeah, sure. But also, and again, I'm not following this stuff. You know, I'm no no expert on it. I'm barely a no- yeah, novice on it. I'm but legitimately like, lobotomized. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard not to be, but. I thought the SEC came out today and said, no, no, we stand behind retail investors. Like, like yeah. we're not changing this shit. Cause that's yeah, the fear is like all these big money banks are going to just go, well, let's just say you can't do this anymore. And the SEC came out today and was like, no, no, yeah. this is nobody's breaking rules. This is yeah. how we set the rules to be. We and said, I appreciate a, that. And, and here's what I think might happen here now. Like, I'm going to try and paint a picture of uh, hedge fund dudes of like the biggest guy, the guys that jerked off the most in Geronimo's skull when they mm. were in skull and bones at Yale. Gotcha. Like they are the guys that like came the most in the skull right now. Everybody else on wall street were like the lesser comers in the skull. Right. Yeah. And, you, and you so maybe got a couple of drips in the ear hole or whatever. But, like, those guys are jealous of all the cum that went in a Geronimo skull when they were at Yale. So now they're all going to sit there and go, you know what? These hedge fund dudes, I'm over here in uh, whatever other sector of the finance industry. These hedge fund guys, they've been fucking printing billions too long. You know what? I'm going to go with the people all of a sudden. And I'm going to start, you know? And I feel like that's good. You know, that like that kind of thing's going to happen soon where it's like, like these banks that are extending these hedge funds like credit like oh like three billion five billion whatever they're getting out and they're and they're immediately losing it within 20 minutes and it's like well the bank's not going to let that horse keep chasing that carrot right right (laughs) that that ends soon and then those guys are going to turn to their old waltz like their old fucking skull and bones buddies to help bail them out but what if those guys it's like a rebellion within the ranks on that (laughs) Skull and clones. Skull and clones. That's my new weed company, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we just got genetics of like cool little like little baby oh, clones. Man, that'd be sick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't mind that there's like maybe I mean Wall Street dudes who are now like fuck Wall Street and, and that manufacturing this shit. Crazy thing about this, and I don't know when this podcast comes out, so maybe if it's going to come out in like three weeks, it'll come out like uh, Thursday. So we're yeah, like, we're like we're like, it'll come out like six days from when we're recording right now. Yeah, there's people like 
on like you know i'm I've obviously following this shit and being involved by the time this comes out so much shit could happen oh yeah it'll be completely <laughs> different but like i've seen like people post their like bank receipts and their like stock orders and sure you can definitely photoshop that and just be like a hero for a day but it seems like a lot of work for just nothing people saying like today being like i just bought three quarters of a million dollars worth of gamestop stock i'm I'm holding with you guys like multiple things. Like that was the largest one I saw 50,000, hundred thousand, 200,000, like people posting their like orders. Like they're like fucking stock orders. It's crazy. You know, and that, that's the thing on this. It's like, I was telling this to a few people already where it's like, uh, this, this isn't just like a million person movement that was able to like, like challenge this short overnight. This was like from it. It's like because everybody likes to think it's like it's the ninety nine percent rising up against the one percent. That's a that's a that's a fun little like leftist storyline on this, but really what it is, it's more like like the five percent rising up against the one percent. Yeah, because yeah. like I, well, I heard it's about five percent with with maybe with the help of the bottom the, the, the bottom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like everybody in that venue. We're all in the same well, boat. Well, like they're well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's totally different. Like that's okay. We're all the five percent are in the same boat as the nine. The five percent, the difference between the person in the five percent aisle and the one percent aisle is closer. Yeah. Close it's closer than the person though in the person in the five percent aisle and the one percent aisle. Like that's yeah. how like Oh yeah, ninety five to one percent is way closer than ninety five to wait a second. 95 to 0% is different than 95 to 1%. Yeah, like I mean, we're the, saying the same thing but like the numbers are weird. Yeah, yeah, we're I mean like we're not math guys, we're comedians. <laughs> well, also it's, it's we like what do you call so, you know, if you're a 95 percentile, what do you call a 1 percentile? Cuz it's not the 1%. Yeah, it's the well that's the 1% is the 99 percentile. Whoa, you're so, right. So so what do you call the <laughs> what do you call the bottom person on that? scale dude the cuck the one percent <laughs> the one percent cuck <laughs> yeah how do you say the negative one percent because it's not even negative I, like this is not a really good question well and that's why the GameStop thing was so big because these these hedge fund guys shorted 140 percent of the shares meaning yeah. like this like, is beautiful yeah and they owed more than they had to <laughs> there wasn't enough out there it's really fucking amazing and shows a lot of flaws in our system i mean it, there's a lot of flaws that are very it shows everything's one. fake like like my, i i realize i show up to a job i do something but like everything's fake on this planet we're all just kind of living this weird reality and yeah. i feel bad for people less fortunate than me uh shout out to the people more fortunate than me but like but at the end of the yeah, day you don't have to do that it's like, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like, dude, this is all fake. Like, none of it actually matters. Like, we're all like, it's 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 really we're all, funny because we're all monkeys with language who are trying to like, yeah, create our tree houses. Well, and, and not only that, like, you have these like eighty-five-year-old hedge fund dudes crying on Fox Business, like bawling their eyes out, like, and and like, you can't take that money with you when you die. Like, how can an old person get upset about money unless, like, literally they have $10 left 
and Medicare won't cover like their cancer treatment. You know, like other than that, yeah, yeah. like certainly the people, the the old fucks on Fox News talking are not worried about ten bucks to cover the cancer treatment. They're worried yeah. about making another hundred million dollars before they die. Yeah, and fuck those guys. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind this movement at all. I, I, I embrace it, and I have like funds i got like you know i got a retirement account and it's taking a dip because of this shit but i i I, I do too and yeah i i saw the hit but it was like dude you know what i got a few extra bucks here there let's pump it into these meme stocks and fuck yeah absolutely i mean it's like you know i'd rather watch them you wouldn't you rather watch these guys lose billions than you you make and and you personally lose like fifteen hundred bucks or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, well, I'd rather it be more equalized. So yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm like I'm I bought into this knowing that I'm going to hold it till it bites me in the ass or not. But the whole yeah. point is that like put like the point is know, the, the point is to push these funds over the line. The point is to push the funds over the line, which pushes across the narrative that is this is all made up and bullshit, and I fucking love it. It's all made up and bullshit. And all these other people are playing by different rules and they like literally buy the information about like the stock. You're, you say, hey, I'm Bowser. I'm going to buy this stock. They go, great. A microsecond before you do that, they like tell people, okay, so this is how this is moving. And then other people make more money on that. So like fuck yeah. them all. It's like it's yeah, They can all go like, fuck themselves. Like it turns out like the fucking like wise guys I knew growing up that fucking like were like local bookies we're the most honest dudes as far as finance goes on the planet. It was just the same thing every time. Like, they were never going to actually fuck you. Like, yeah, well, I mean, they, they were they always like, here's they how always it works. paid out in cash. Like there was never, they were never dicks about this, it. This is how it works. Yeah. It's like, we're, yeah. I mean, yeah, there used to be. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. I fucking love it. It's so exciting. Cause it really is a casino. And like now, like that, like, I mean, to tie it in, cause it's like, dude, the stock market is just a casino of gambling for the rich where the, they rigged it to where they can only be the one. Like the, I mean, when I say the rich, I, I'm not like even including someone worth like 5 million. That's not rich in this. I'm yeah, talking, these are like hundred millionaires. These are, yeah, these are like approaching billionaires. Yeah. yeah. Like hundred millionaires, billionaires. Like these people that are hoard, like the richest people are making the most money during the pandemic. How is that even possible? Well, here's the whole thing. If you have a billion dollars, you're hoarding money. You're not spending it. You're not stimulating the economy. You're just hoarding. You're just holding riches. There's no way you can, it would be hard for you and I, you or I to spend a million dollars in our lifetime. That's actually not probably. No, we could spend a million. We could definitely spend a billion. That would take three weeks. Yeah, we could spend a billion. It's like me spending a billion, man. I'm just buying like half the Knicks or whatever. Or, or go- yeah, yeah. But I mean, like in terms of like normal living, billion would be almost impossible. A million yeah. you could because you buy a house and the boom, that's there. But a uh, billion, yeah. These billionaires are like, it's like, it, it's like unhuman amounts of wealth. Like no, the difference between a, a million to billion is like, you know, like when you see those star maps and it's like, here's earth, here's the moon. And then here's the sun. And they do it like that's the difference yeah. like like me to the moon is a million me, the moon to the sun is a billion it's like or it's like light it, years what's the thing it's with six uh, light years jeff bezos right now where it's like if you made like god knows how much per minute since the oh, dawn yeah, of twenty-three thousand dollars. yeah like twenty-three thousand dollars since the dawn of since like 
like civilized history started being recorded. Yeah, you would you would not you'd have to live for four thousand more years to, to have as much like like. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's insane. I mean, there should never be billionaires. There should never ever be billionaires. And we're approaching I mean, a few people that are looking like they're going to be trillionaires soon. How is that possible to you? Like that's. Well, this is the only thing we can do is just take back the market and be like, fuck off. And um, like, if you're going to play these games, we'll play those games. It's well, beautiful. I think it's really beautiful. And it's going to take the market. Maybe I, I don't want to take the market because I also have other investments, but fuck it. If it just take the market, like, are you on Bitcoin? Fucking, are you on Bitcoin at all? Like, I mean, yeah, you know me. I'm a Dogecoin guy. Yeah, you're a guy. Yeah, you. I know you. You're. You've always uh, done well with your finance, like. Uh, no, I, I haven't. And um, a good friend of mine, Heather Ann Campbell, has told me for fa- the past 15 years, like buy Bitcoin. She told me to buy Bitcoin when it was 600, dollars and I was like, that's dumb. That's my dumb. uncle told me to buy when it was like 350. And he was explaining like everything about it to me. And I was oh, yeah. just like, it was like, I was so poor at the time. I was just like, man, if I had 350 bucks, I'd totally buy this stuff. I'm still sucking it. Like, yeah, if you had 350 but, bucks right now, you'd but have what I didn't bucks. understand is fractions of it. And that like, where it's like, you don't have, you could buy 35 yeah, yeah, bucks. You, yeah. uh, and I didn't know that at the time. And I would have done that if I knew that. Well, so yeah. Thinking yeah of, like, that's very true. Yeah. One. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. You don't have. Yeah. Yeah, you should do that then. Oh, I've been dollar, I've been dollar cost averaging on Bitcoin for a while now, and I've What's done very well. Uh, well, it means I I just put the same amount in every week, no matter what. Whether the market goes up, whether the market goes down, the market goes up, I get less of it. The market goes down, I get more of it. But bottom line, I'm buying some every week, and the fluctuation. That's mine. Just like five dollars a week in Bitcoin, it always works. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I started with like, like, dude, and I've like almost tripled my original investments on it. I started off with like, I'm going to put this much in up front and then go from there. Over like 10 years or whatever it is, like it's like a 30% return rate. It's insane. Yeah. You don't get that anywhere else. It's crazy. Yeah, no. And like I hear, and like I actually kind of, it wasn't the easy, it was like kind of a no brainer prediction, but I was like, when all these shorts started happening, like if you really want to like start taking advantage of the market in weird ways right now, and like this is not a financial show and don't listen to any of my advice at all. But like all these funds that lost billions of dollars are going to have to put that money in, like they're going to take loans out and try and put it into safer investments to try and make their money back. So it's mostly going to go into Bitcoin. Um, and then... Uh, like the large cap. Oh, you think that? I don't know about that. I don't know if I think well, that. I think it was a combination of a combination of that large cap stocks and international stocks and like emerging market shit. Like where they're going to try and prop those markets up and like make their killing there on the like, or they're going to try and drive that up. Yeah, there's definitely going to be. But but the real money on this is going to be in like short term corporate bonds because if you buy into those, these guys are going to take these loans. They have to take these loans out for somewhere. And it's going to come in short-term corporate bonds. And yeah. I don't even know what that means. Well, do you know how bonds work? They're all just no. loans. So you have yeah. like you have like municipal bonds, like where if the city wants to build a new park, all the citizens can, you know, everybody chips in 25 bucks on bonds. We're going to fucking make this park work. When the park's fully functioning and all that, we're going to get our money back. Right. The taxes are going to, we're going to, the tax increase that 
we did to build the park is going to pay us all back at the end of the day. And there's going to be a little, you know, you get a little bit of interest on it, you know, like, and like a government bond, like there's the bonds like your grandparents buy you when you're born for like 25 bucks that when you turn 18, they mature for fucking 80 bucks or whatever, you know. Look, the audio's going to probably sound a lot worse right now, but that's because I got to pee again, but I'm, now I can hear you, and I could hear you the last time, and now I can talk back to you. Okay. Wow. So you're going to go... Yeah, I tell you. You're going to talk to me in this robo-voice. This is like serial killer shit, dude. Are you killing someone right now if you go off camera to me? I can't even hear him. I can hear him peeing. I can hear I can hear Nick peeing. This is fun. He's slurping it up over there. Um, yeah, like sometimes I don't know about you guys listening, but uh, I often pee so much that like uh, it's a power stream where I feel like I'm going to damage the porcelain itself, like the fundamental foundation of it all, to possibly be ruined. By my strong urine stream. I also have like, uh, um, I've, I've had a lot of prostate problems over the years. So when um, your prostate gets full, like you, you pee in crazy bursts. It's 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 quite phenomenal in a lot of ways. I don't know, you know, like I don't know if Nick has anything to like, chime in on the soul and prostate drama. But... Audio file. Dude, you know that it sounds like a right connection. Yeah, you're talking to me yeah. like it sounded like you're talking to me through like a queef on a subway. Okay, how's it sound now? It sounds perfect. Sounds great. Way better now, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was just yeah. ad libbing about like uh, you know my prostate and all that. Yeah, no, no, I know most of that is an ad lib. It's just pure facts. But, uh, you know, okay, can I tell you one funny thing about my life here in Vegas? Is I work right by Trump Tower. Yeah, what's been happening with that? Well, like, the, it's funny, but the lights have been slowly flickering off. And I don't know if it's like... Like this, within the windows? Like, no, like the... Like the the bright, Trump sign? So the Trump sign around the top. Like, they've been, like, each letter's been slowly flickering and fading a little each day and I, I notice it because it's darker earlier here. Like it gets dark here like at four thirty, five o'clock. Versus like because we're closer to the central time zone than LA is. Yeah, for sure. So it gets a darker a lot earlier. Like yeah too like oh man like that's when you start having dark thoughts. I, I have very dark thoughts. Uh, you know one time I, in acting class uh or uh, like an improv class, like I was asked to give a suggestion. And I said, "School for the Blind." Someone said, "Scott, why do your thoughts always have to be so dark?" And I was like, "Well, I usually do comedy at night," and and I I stand by that. Like, like I, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Who does comedy at I'm, eight a.m.? Psychopaths. Yeah. Well, my butt does every morning. You do comedy at 8 a.m.? No, my butt does. Oh, my butt starts. Yeah, yeah, my butt starts the symphony. (laughs) You gotta sit. 
Dude, you know, that would be amazing if, like, you can get a, like, record every fart you do for a year and get, like, ten other people to do that, too, and then see oh, what, what notes you can create to have, like, a whole sound bank. To create. Hey, that's a really good, like, one fart every day. You know, like, one second every day, you know, like, I got, I got one. Record yeah, a fart like every day. day you record a fart. And then at the end of the day, year, you're like... <laughs> Did that sound like a song on your end? Because it sounded my, like one over here. I think my version would be more like... That's better than mine. That one's better than mine. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. We all are, we all have good buttholes. Right, yeah, far, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. properly. Like we, I, I, it's like I think like uh, my massive hemorrhoid that's turned into like uh, like tissue scar at the okay, base of my go. butthole. Uh, that has given me like it's like it's like how certain uh, saxophone players can play a certain way because the way their mouth's shaped. It's like. I just have a fart gift. Like that's amazing. You know, certain qua- certain quaffs or uh, certain wafts. You know. <laughs> well, you, dude, like, uh, <laughs> can you imagine, like, uh, if there was just like uh, a whole like band, like a horn section that could just fart, like trumpets, trombones, like the whole thing. I mean, that's pretty much what the trumpets and trombones do. Just farting. I used to play trombone in eighth grade, man. It's harder. I used to play trombone. Really? In eighth grade. Yes. Dude, man. I have I really, trombone in my closet right here. I, I tried to get this one my sister had at my uh, mom's house before, while she, and I forgot to grab it when we were moving all the stuff out of there. And Dude, like, you should get one. You should look, look search eBay. Like, you know, the trombones that people, like, they're 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah, one. yeah. I got a buddy out here whose dad runs a thrift or i mean a pawn shop i, I could definitely get a pawn shop uh yeah but nobody's pawning a 40 dollar trombone so he's gonna pawn he's gonna be like yeah this is a 40 right. i can buy i can buy a brand new one for 40 like, well they sell they they sell plastic a lot of brass instruments are sold in plastic now definitely um trombone i don't know about any of the others have but. you seen that like viral like instagram commercial for like the home it's like a recorder but it sounds like a saxophone no i haven't but and it's like the ad they use for it is someone who's obviously like a brilliant woodwind player who's like improvising freeform jazz so good and it's just basically like hey get one of these you guys can do this too (laughs) wait so you think that this ad is the only ad that used a professional using the product to convince you to buy it? Yeah, I mean, every ad I've ever been in, I've never been the professional using that shit. Yeah, that's always, true. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I've always been a dumbass. Like, <laughs> that's my experience with advertising. Like, okay. knowing that commercial shoots have better food than indie film shoots. <laughs> yeah, way better. Yeah. Like, wait, like, really? Like, commercial yeah, way, shoot- Oh, yeah, yeah. Indie film shoot is like a, 
like you a, get a ham vegetable sandwich. tray from yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Costco vegetable tray and Indy and then like a commercial was like there's like a four star chef who's like yeah dude. did you want a breakfast Sammy and you're like oh my god what yeah how would you like your frittata this morning Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing yeah, uh, I, God bless crafty food. Yeah, I mean, uh, I recommend everyone listening to this to get into some commercials. Uh, not for like the money or the fame or getting your face up. No, just for the food. Like it's. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> at that point, just recommend everybody like get into PA and commercials because uh, you get all the same. Benefits. You get the same food. It's true. Yeah. yeah. But you have to work longer days and you don't get. Yeah, you, I mean, and before you get your food, you're going to have to take it to some like. Uh, to some uh ucb comedian and who's like oh hey oh yeah oh great my egg white frittata omelet is great i want to say like the last shoot i did like five years ago four four and a half five years ago whatever uh it was the first time i got like half a trailer to myself that's pretty man that's the best dude like having a trailer man like that's that's the life dude like dude that's the life and like, it's also real they, sad in there. I mean, it's it's very sad because it's like basically you're just on your phone, like tweeting with, like replying to your friends on Twitter for the most part. Like, hey, I'm having fun, man, but I can't tell you what I'm doing because it's a contract. Or, like, right, and like, oh, also, all you guys are not having as much fun, so this this sucks now. Getting paid in a shitload of money to do next to nothing right now. <laughs> No work to do this at all. They're going to pay me a shitload to sit around and feed my fat ass. <laughs> yeah, it's, basically, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's Yeah, it's good work if you can get it. Uh, I want to try and get a Vegas commercial agent now. And if any Vegas people that are into local, I just want to do locals. Like, oh, you should totally be doing it. I mean, like local Toyota dealership. I'm looking at you. Am I balling you, my friend? No, man. You got to find you got to find the local production companies and just reach out to them. Dude, uh, right around because I work in like the industrial area, right where all the strip clubs are. And, yeah, uh, lifting heavy, heavy stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm doing. I grow weed. <laughs> it's well known on the show that I grew, like. I work in mm-hmm. a legal commercial marijuana operation, whatever cannabis. That's. Apparently, marijuana is ethnic, uh, and they had to replace it with cannabis. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, mar- yeah. You know, they have yeah. to, the, the powers that be have to have a way to uh, to control what they want. Yeah, but right around the block from me, it's like this weird shopping plaza where there's a barbecue restaurant that people do go to, but then the rest of it is like a bunch of weird businesses, like a Christian rock radio station, uh, like a. Uh, it it just looks like a bunch of mafia fronts is what I'm saying. So like, you are you you worried that there might be some shady business going on in Vegas? Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not a rat. I ain't gonna sit anybody out, but there might be um people doing things with weird fronts in let's say, like right near the Vegas strip. Like like very close like right near where people take their grandparents. For their weddings. Wait, 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 right next to the Vegas Strip where, like, life is pure? Right by Trump Tower, dude. Like, like right, right where, by the Wind Casino. Well, I would, I would expect it there, but right like, by, by the Strip? The, dude, you know what you By Tropicana? 
dude, you know what they've been building up? That I think it's open now, but I, I refuse to go to these places. But uh, um, until the fucking, you know, the world's safe. That I'm, you know, I'll go to these places when the world's safe. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. The, I think you're the doing Hilton the right thing. Resort World. The Hilton Resort World. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Where Hilton it, Resort it's World? The biggest thing. It's the biggest monstrosity on the strip. Out of all the monstrosities on the strip, it's the big. Oh. They combined four Hilton hotels. There's a Hilton, a Conrad. Now, Conrad Hilton, for you madmen, for a madman callback to Don Draper earlier. Uh, Conrad Hilton was a character on Mad Men, but uh, C- Conrad Hilton was the guy who founded the Hilton Casino uh, Hotel chain. So there's like a, there's four, and there's like a, I forget what the other two are, but there's like, yeah, four of them, like, and it's like, it makes a plus sign, basically, where each one bleeds into the other. Yeah, well, good for them, man. That's that's all I'm about. I'm all about mil- billionaires making more billions, you know? It's pretty cool how, how the billionaires keep like figuring out ways to like be like, you know what? We need more billions so our granddaughters can have like hundreds of millions to just show their sniz on uh, e entertainment news. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. No, I love it. I love the world the way I love the world the way it's structured. It's perfect. Don't want to change it up at all. All right, I think we're running out of time here, Nick, because like. Uh, I don't know. I lost my clock going, and uh, yeah, I, I'm like I'm slurring my words now. Yeah, we're getting hammered, but I think we're actually speaking the real truth about what's going on with the billionaire class trying to stick it to the small man, and how the media is that it, which is owned by the billionaire class doesn't want the world to know that the little man can stick up as long as we stick stick to our guns and hold, hold, hold all those meme stocks. Yeah, hold the meme stocks. For sure. And also know that Scott Bowser definitely does have a really awesome sick suit that he refuses to wear. That's true. Um, I But I am wearing a fucking pretty, like, cool pink shirt with, like, a... No, I like um, that. You look good in pink. You look good in pink. Yeah, man. Like, that's what the lady that hangs out wearing a construction vest in front of my local gas station tells me. Anytime I'm wearing this shirt and I go in to get something. Like, hey. And that's called a Vegas best friend. Real man. Uh, can I... Real quick, Nick. Uh, I think I've told this yeah. on the show already, but the funniest thing I saw, like the the day I moved in, um, like Jen and I moved from Hollywood here, and we hired a guy off Task Rabbit to come and like help us. And uh-huh. um, his name I I can't remember his real name, but he's Flip Flop Joe for life. Because we were like, hey, we have like a few like heavy items that we need help lifting up a flight of stairs to our condo very simple it's going to take an hour hour and a half tops you know uh, and we paid we we offered very well for it and this motherfucker shows up and flip like flip-flops and not just flip-flops but like the ones you would get at like the dollar store like the right. rubber the like ones you buy when you forgot flip-flops and you hit the beach and you hit the beach exactly like those yeah. flip-flops this dude shows up to help me move. it says like it says like Cali style no, on no. or something. I happen to have a chest in my living room. It's from like the 1830s. Okay. It came from Missouri to California in the 1830s. When my family moved from Missouri oh. to California. And you haven't opened it since? 
Well, no, I use it for. No, but that'd be really cool if you didn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in there. It's like, <laughs> like Al Capone's fucking tomb. Yeah, exactly. But, but no, like, uh, and I had it at the back of the truck, and I was like, it was like, I want to be as fragile with this as possible. And so when I went out to the truck, moving truck to like help pull this out, flip flop, Joe's literally kicking this family heirloom across a moving truck. <laughs> I like, wanted to kill the guy. Oh, so, flip flop Joe. Like flip flop Joe is a uh, I don't know. Like I, I'd like to get him into the lore of the show more. So because uh, I do think you should pro- probably look into getting into some property out here because uh, it's so cheap and it's good time. Well, but, dude, tell me the neighborhoods, man. I'm into it. I'm I'm yeah. buying Dogecoin. You know me. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm you got Dogecoin money. <laughs> like, but yeah, I yeah. Just, I like, lost two hundred bucks yesterday. Tell me more. Don't get into flip flop Joe helping you move. That's all I got. Anybody looking to move to Vegas? Anyone thinking this is the glamour life I got over here? It, flip, and he looked like like kind of like uh, Brett Gelman, like a little bit like like picture like that guy, but like with a fanny pack and dollar store flip flops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all red flags. Yeah. So that's what you get when you move to Las Vegas, everyone. Uh, Nick, you got anything you want to plug on the way out? Um. Yeah, you know, man, you came. You came to a Dream Corp premiere before. I love Dream yeah. Corp LLC. It's my show, and um, you know, you know got I, a season I, three I, that came out. Kind of, I watched. So. <laughs> oh, great! Well, season three came out kind of unceremoniously during uh, the pandemic because of the pandemic, and um, you know, uh, we should look up that show. I think. And like uh, for people not familiar with it, I I love the concept of it. it's like a team of scientists that have like hired you as like a guy like on like a focus group situation kind of thing to come in and uh, have a, like basically dream experiments run on you. Is, uh, am I getting that right? No, you're getting it totally right. Yeah, it's like a bizarro group of scientists who do dream experiments on um, really terrible people who come through the office. It's I mean, it's amazing. It's beautifully beautiful show and um it's all i want to do the rest of my life is he doing that show yeah i mean well, i would love to do, get to do another season. i mean simpsons always sunny south park or like a primer for the future you can do a show for 20 years if you keep doing a show for 20 years <laughs> yeah well i think it's a good show i mean that's the difference between this and other shows it's really good and i agree with that man like i like i said dude i'm a huge fan and it's it's fun stuff and uh I hope everyone listening to this checks. I hope I give you my 35 loyal listeners to, to check out your dude. I would love to have your 35 loyal listeners, man. That's like, I think you, you know, I love you. You're a really smart, insane human being. Uh, and um, I love you and I would love your listeners to, um, uh, you know, fuck themselves as much as they can, you know, <laughs> Uh, you know, just fuck themselves in the a-holes or their mouths or whatever, you know. I don't mean that, like, in a negative term. I mean, like... No, like, but, know, like, in a good way. Yourself. Like, uh, fuck yourself, like, suck yourself, yeah. Yeah, fucking suck yourself. Like, dude, like... Like, you know, take to, care of yourself. I used to say this when people would be like, hey, fuck that guy. It's like, no, nah, man, don't be an asshole. Fuck him and suck him. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, don't, don't fuck him and suck Just, that boy doesn't fucking suck you. Fucking you suck know? yourself. You deserve being fucked and sucked. Everyone. So fucking suck you and that boy that you're worried about, they can go fuck themselves. 
But in the meantime, we're going to be over here fucking and sucking ourselves. Fucking ourselves. Doing yeah. it, having a good time with it. You know, that, yeah. that is poetry in motion right there, my buddy. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye to you on the back end of this episode. You guys rule. And that was this episode with the... That was this week's episode with Nick Rutherford. There's two episodes this week. I don't know why I said this week. So I need to figure out a better way of saying that. Anyway, I got Eli Braden coming up next week and Colby Dant. So I'm going to get into so with Eli. We get into some degenerate politics betting. And with Colby, we're going to be getting into some degenerate sports gambling. But gambling on everything at a sporting event, that's not sports. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. And please, if you can afford to, oh boy, it would be an honor if you could uh, subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash LuxOpsPod, where I uh, do some bonus content over there, and I will be doing more as more people subscribe. Once I get to 1000 a month, that's right, OJ Simpson, live in studio. So thank you very much, everybody, and I'll be back next week. Bye-bye.